Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triforce podcast. Welcome with me. We're back. And also P Flags. Yeah. And welcome. also Sips. Yeah. How you guys doing? Oh, great. Uh, I'm, I'm all rested up. We had a week off because you were gone. So you took that opportunity just to have a, have a sleep, have a snooze. That's right. Yeah. I slept in on the day that we would normally. No, I didn't. And uh, we I, got I took down the day to off. business. No, yeah. I we didn't. got real busy. We got what down did we to do, business. Actually? We didn't even stream, actually. We, we well, I did. We did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. Business, 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 business. We've been business. struggling. We've been struggling. I mean, I, me and Sips get along great. Like, you know, we, we have a laugh when we, whenever we meet up. I always enjoy his company. But unfortunately, we have serious disagreements about what games are good yeah. and what we enjoy playing. Like, there's just yeah, yeah. a world of difference between the games that I play and the games that Sips play. So I know yeah. that there will be games that come along that we both love playing, but we just there just isn't one at the moment that we're both into. Because we're both, I think, the kind of people that are going to be like, nah, you know what I mean? Like, we could just suck it up. I could just play Apex Legends and just, just deal with it, but I just but don't enjoy it. But it feels like sometimes there's only two games to play. And I went to GDC last week. That's why there was no podcast. Um, and I saw about 200 games that haven't come out yet. And there's so many cool, interesting indies and so many fun little things and so many like different things coming out that are really innovative. And, and I had a really great time, honestly. And it, I think it's because I've not really been to one of these things. I didn't go to E3. I, right. I didn't really... Right. I didn't really pay attention to Gamescom, what was coming out. I kind of did my own thing. And as a result, didn't really have any any vision of what's being made. I, I, I don't really... You know, if someone says, well, what game are you excited for this year? I'm like, uh, Cyberpunk? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I don't really have any... And, and also, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to... Um, sometimes find a game that's that's playable for a long period of time with your friends. You know, yeah. you know, some, something that lasts for 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 long enough, but also you can get its hooks into you. And you know, yeah. I've been playing the Division Two this week, and I've obviously like played it a few a few hours, and I've got a level nine character or whatever. So like, if if someone wants to come along and play with me. They have to make a level one, and then we're at different levels, and then it's really easy for me, and it's hard for yeah, them. Yeah, the scaling in that game doesn't work very well either. I played with somebody who was a couple of levels higher than me, and everything was just one-shotting me. Like, it was frustrating. I mean, it's yeah. probably all right now. Like, maybe they fixed it. It's it's actually a, a decent game, but, man, I don't know. Like, I, I either I'm getting old, or there's just nothing, like, that great out right now. Like, I mean, I like Apex, but, yeah, like, I can't remember the last time I was excited for a AAA game, like... I, I don't. They always seem pretty disappointing when they come out. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It's just. It's just weird. This is why Hatfields are playing Monopoly and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Game of Life. And we stuff. we played Cluedo. Yeah, that was week. awesome. Actually, that was. So really it was actually fun. surprisingly fun. But my God, Cluedo. Yeah. We were like, how does this work again? Like we couldn't really remember the rules. But yeah. I think that's kind of the right mantra, though. Like to just play something different once. But it's def- It's tough. Like I think the reason that these things work is because you know them, right? You know Monopoly. You know Cluedo. You know these things like vaguely. Like I think when some game comes along and it's called something weird, you're like, "Oh, am I going to like it? Am I going to hate it?" And it's a little bit like with today I played, um, which is the interpretive thing where we try and try, try and play a different game every day. Some of them I play it for half an hour and I'm like, "This game fucking sucks," and I thought it's going to be amazing, and now I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. And sometimes you play a game for an hour and then you stay up till two in the morning playing it. Yeah. And it's great. 
you know, and and you know, so I think that it's it's tough. That's a little bit like like life, you know. Sometimes you don't know what that's going to be like until you try it, and you know, don't be scared to try new things within reason. Yeah, um, you know what what you were saying about the division. Couldn't they just have a scaling in where if you're going to level with party with someone lower level than you, it says everything's going to be scaled back by you'd think that would be a certain case, amount, you? as if you had level two. Yeah, well, I think it's meant to work that way, but it doesn't always oh. feel like it works that way. I think the system the, the system was was designed to 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 be something like that where you know you jump in with somebody who's like a much higher character level than you and either you scale up to them or they scale somehow down to you or whatever and it evens out but i don't know like what the the one time i tried it the bad guys seemed like vastly overtuned for where i was at and i was just well, getting one shot every time i saw I, f- I feel like that is unfortunately the game though as, as i was playing it you know i found that it felt like you had to headshot a guy four times in order to kill them and that feels to me like a weird uh, yeah thing uh, in, a, in in a, in a kind of in the setting of an army style shooter right yeah like, i feel like a headshot should just be you're dead like i don't want to shoot a dude in the head no. four times to kill him like it, that doesn't make yeah. any sense to me but i mean whatever you know what i mean like, it's just like fucking <laughs> like, we can complain about this shit the state of games until we're blue in the face like they're just like it feels like they're just getting worse though like the garbage that just like it trends with them and stuff like that i don't be know be careful not to just turn into a grumpy old man though because that's my fear that, that that's the but the that that's like what's happening to me that i'm just becoming grumpy and angry and, i don't know and, like, i think i think i think like i think a lot of people would probably agree if, if you said something like games, games are these days no, well, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's generalizing, but like, you know, like think of the games that you play on the regular. Flax, the games you play on the regular are games that are like 10 years old, right? Like they've been out for a long time. Like what, yeah. what has come out recently that has really been like, I, I in, in recent memory for us uh, playing together as like a group of friends, probably PUBG, right? That was the last time we were all, or maybe Rust. Yeah, we like played a, a lot like of a, Rust. The revival of Rust sort of thing. But you know what I mean? It's really rare that something comes out that's just like, fuck, this is awesome. They nailed it. it like, everything's perfect. It's super fun. I can't stop playing it. I just want to play it all the time sort of thing. I like, think I'm a bit 3, like that with Apex now. But yeah, it, I mean, I, it's I not... I go back to Witcher 3 a lot. XCOM 2 yeah. was amazing. Witcher 3 was amazing. I mean, those are two of my favorite games of all time. I've been pretty disappointed with Civ games over the last few years when they've come out. I've really enjoyed Hearts of Iron. I put a lot of time into that. Yeah. Uh, Crusader Kings, when I can be bothered with it, is fun. Um, this new Imperator Rome, everybody's saying, oh, you're going to play that? That looks great. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll play it. Sure, I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine, yeah. Like, I, Squad is a game I really enjoy when I play that, but the problem is getting onto a good server with all my buddies is kind of tricky. It's a bit of a yeah, flaky yeah, game yeah. at times. But, like, there are games that I really enjoy, but generally the games where I'm like, it's perfect. There's nothing I want to change. Witcher 3, XCOM 2... That's pretty much it. Minor changes. Uh, RimWorld, I guess. But again, these are all games I've played so much. Yeah. After a while, you kind of want to change. You want to break. Yeah, yeah. You want something I, new. I, I just can't just pick up games that are like, okay, and play them. I play them. If they're only okay, I'm just done. Like, I'm no, I, I want to get hooked. That's what, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm into. Yeah, same. I'm the, I'm the same, yeah. I don't know. WoW was like that, but again, there was like it wasn't. It wasn't that. I, I think WoW was a pretty good game. It wasn't incredible though, but there was just elements that were outside of the scope of WoW that made WoW so great, right? Like in vanilla, at like the your time. Guild, I mean, when when community. it came out, it was there was nothing else amazing. out at the time yeah. that was like anything like it. Except for like EverQuest, but that was like very sort of like, I don't know. I feel like the people that played EverQuest at that time were just like really hardcore nerds. Like They were shut-in so types. They definitely yeah, were. More so than, than your average WoW player. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. It's it's a weird one. I think it's worth saying that, that yeah, games don't seem to necessarily have evolved um, in some cases. Like, you know, I, I go, I, at GDC, we saw a lot of pixely games. We saw a lot of games that were familiar in some ways. Like a lot of people are remaking the sort of classic Nintendo yeah. 2D or 3D platformers or or, or um, you know like things like you know Stardew Valley's done well so we're going to make our own one which is slightly different or Factorio's done well so we're going to make Satisfactory you know and like yeah. you know these these types of evolution is is what you see a lot of but but I don't know yeah multiplayer is, is this this tricky thing yeah like a lot of, I don't there's, know. A, there's a lot of people who don't like multiplayer games ruining their games you know Fallout 76 is a great example um of a, a multiplayer game of, yeah what, what what like a story rich like single player experience which is just like had multiplayer seemingly like crowbarred into it i guess 
like some people feel. I don't know. I mean, I played Fallout 76 briefly and it, it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be, you know, based on like what people no. were, were saying about it. I don't know. It, it, like in a multiplayer game, I don't think you can get away with having really clunky, laggy combat and stuff. Like in the single player Fallout games, you can almost forgive it because it's maybe part of the charm somehow. I don't know. Like it, it's, it's just a, you know, it's a survival game and not everything is like, you know, perfect so you're just like oh yeah you know maybe my guns are a bit shit and inaccurate or whatever but when you're playing like against other people you don't really want that experience i guess like i, I don't know it's it's hard Here's to the thing right a, a good game i think is um anything that you enjoy playing with with friends okay like it doesn't have to be a traditionally good game as long as you i mean and we'll play anything right with each other because we're hanging out with friends like it, it doesn't have to be good but but when you find an actual good game i don't game, know it does have to be good though i don't i can't just play a shit game with friends and and the only thing keeping me in it is my friends like if it's a really shit game it'll drive me nuts and i'll stop playing it you know what i mean like it has to be a good game to me it has to be good that cool and it's cool i don't know i you know i do think uh, what's interesting you saying that games you know they're not not evolving i feel like um a lot of how games have evolved is quality of life stuff for the player that actually makes the game more bearable but less difficult like i got the resident evil 2 remake and i was playing it at the start of the week and i i gave up i played it right. twice and i've already given up <clears throat> it's too too scary for me. I don't really like scary games. Um, <laughs> I love how that that's put. I I I I get you though. I could play scary. Resident Evil Seven. It was I am it's fucking terrifying. Like, yeah, yeah. But I just love how like yeah. nonchalantly you it, put it. It's too it. scary. Like, it's first too of scary. all, it's just too scary for me. It's too I just... scary. <laughs> uh, the other problem I've got is one of the things that makes it scary is that you have to manage your inventory so specifically so that. There are points in the game where you just have no ammo and it's like, yeah, just deal with that. You've got three shots and there's a corridor uh, full of zombies. And I'm like, but I, there's no dodge mechanic in the game. That, like okay. you can bait them towards you a little bit and then maybe go around. But there's no way. I mean, some of them like the licky zombies, the big brain licky zombies. There's no dodge. Like your guy jogs at this light pace. Like there's one point he goes, we better run. And then he's like, because that's the way it would have been on the PlayStation, right? Way back then, they didn't yeah. really have... The ability, I think, to make characters move very quickly. <laughs> so you're just like jogging. And I'm like, dude, you're this young police officer. Run, run past the zombies. But he doesn't. There's no way to shove them. You know, and if you, you stab them three times, your knife breaks. So you just got to manage this stuff all the time. So that just adds to the stress. And then this guy, Dr. X or something, turns up, Mr. X, who's like this huge figure who stomps around like the Hulk, and he just follows you indefinitely around the map, as far as I can tell, just following you around. And so you you can hear this boom, boom, boom of his footsteps getting closer, and he just comes in through the door and he's just trying to punch you. You just have to run away, you can't kill him. And that's it. The best you can do is flashbang him and then just run. That's it, you just have to run. Yeah. So I was like, I'm done, I'm done. I, I can't stand this. You know what? Coming back to what you're saying about inventory and stuff, I think if like the theme of the game is that you're you're sort of against you know against all the odds, you run out of ammo a lot and stuff like that, I can deal with that. But man, I don't know what it is like. And again, I I I, I struggle because sometimes I think I'm just like getting like older than like the target demographic for these games, and these things are annoying me. Uh, like as yeah. a result, or they're just poorly implemented. I can't yeah, like, that's a good I point. can't figure out what what it is, but fucking inventory management i don't know what it is with games nowadays like i was playing i was playing this game called graveyard keeper which sounds great right it's like starting <laughs> valley but you manage a graveyard yeah and i was like sounds great holy fuck you know that's perfect like I, I i could really enjoy this and but the whole game is just so mired in this garbage inventory like you have about six inventory slots you can pick up everything in the world and none of it does anything so then when you actually need to pick up like a quest item or something it's like oh do i drop all these fucking sasquatch dicks that i'm carrying around i might need them later or do i need you know what i mean and then it's like yeah oh fuck i gotta run back to my house which is like 10 miles away i'm in like some sort of fucking sewer or something here i found something that i need but of course i have no space for it and then you go back home to your stash box, which is substantially bigger. And that's just jam-packed full of garbage as well that you're probably never going to use. And right. oh, it was so fucking frustrating. Like, And it just absolutely spoiled the game for me completely. I just stopped that's, playing I, I, it. I think part of it is that when, game, when the gameplay itself is really good, 
um, and 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 straightforward. Like you know, this is the quest. Is that you know the, the action itself is fun. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't need the extra layers of shit. Like one of the things yeah, yeah. that really annoys me in games. So I get into the game and is like, there's extensive crafting. I'm like, great, because that means I'm going to have to go around and find the fucking red herb. They're going to have to find this specific rock and then uh, this the hair of this specific pony. I'm just like, God, you know, just let me play the game. Like, I miss out on a lot of stuff in a game because I just can't be bothered yeah, grinding. Yeah, yeah. The It feels more like busy work in World of Warcraft where it's like farm 20 boars and you'll get the teeth you need. I'm, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I, I, I feel like some games do it really well, though. Like, I never had these problems playing through Subnautica, which was a fantastic experience like I, I i never really remember feeling frustrated with anything there's never any times where i just had way too much stuff that i didn't know what to do with you know you can like craft as many lockers as you need and organize your stuff and it there just wasn't too much stuff you know there wasn't too many big resource chains to build things or whatever you know like the really big things yeah you had to sort right, of like right. stock up on some materials but you'd expect that right if you're gonna build like a gigantic nuclear submarine for yourself to fucking yeah, go yeah. around on like sure but like i don't know like the pacing and it just seems like they put a lot of thought into it it never felt like cumbersome or or yeah, shitty i think it's way. hard to get right i think yeah. a lot of games put it in because they think you've got to have crafting and you've got to have inventory but well, they don't guess... actually manage it in a fun way it doesn't yeah, feel yeah. core it feels like another chore it don't feel yeah. core it feels like a chore there you go. That's, yeah, there you go. There's the strap line for you. What a motto. To what a, what a motto. It don't feel core. It feels like a chore. Much like this podcast, right? Am I right, hey. guys? So I had a nice, I had a great time in, in America. We don't care. I, That's I, why I, we didn't I, ask. I obviously went to, um, so last time I went to GDC. Um, <laughs> Where did you go? To, to San Francisco. And Beautiful. he was, he made sure that he put a flower in his hair as well. Nice. Because he was going. Do you remember last last pod, last time we talked about this on the podcast? The Stinkies Peep Show. Summertime. And I got kind of a bit, har not harassed, or like I was like a homeless magnet. Do you remember? Oh, yes. yeah, this is right. Yeah. The last time you went, you had this sort of like uh, weird journey into the, um, You didn't you do some uh, research on the homeless situation in San Francisco as well? You had all these stats for us and everything. Yeah, and yeah, I remember. Well, that was really interesting. I, I sort of, I think it might be more of a drug thing, actually. Right, okay. Now I think about it. Because... We always stay in Union Square, which is nice a nice area-ish, but it kind of bumps right up against the Tenderloin, which is this area kind of a, which is plagued with meth zombies, basically. Right, yeah. Um, and, and drug, drug there's, addled there's, people. Yeah, there's songs about that area by a, a punk band. I don't know if you've ever heard of the punk band Rancid before, who are from San Francisco. I think they actually yeah. have a song called Tenderloin, which is about that area. Hmm. So uh, look it, it up it's, sometime. It's weirdly like American cities are obviously grids and... In a sense, that keeps them open, but also it keeps the sort of problems in plain sight. I'm sure other cities, especially like London and other places, have areas that you don't really want to go to or walk walk through. Oh, come on, London! They're all like they're they're all like famous and like wacky, right? Like Wally Woobler Square and Wiggle Wiggle Bottom Precinct <laughs> and stuff like that. You want to go everywhere in London. Like I think the problem when you go to London is you don't have enough time to go to all these crazy places. Like there's so there many. must be a place in Jersey where you don't want to hang out on a on a on a dark night. You know, Sips, come uh, on, like no, down there. Yeah, is there a dodgy part of Jersey? A dodgy yeah, street on Jersey? Really? Yeah, yeah. There's like. There's, there's like council estates and stuff over here, same as anywhere else. Really? <laughs> don't want to go anywhere near them, pretty much. <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah. Well, it happens. It's, it's, it, it, it happens. It's and society. I, it's I feel by like design. It's the mm, way that it works. In a way, um, the grid sort of set up in San Francisco means that if you just walked somewhere in a random direction, there's a good chance you will accidentally end up in a very dodgy neighborhood and genuinely feel like you're about to be stabbed or like someone is about to just grab your phone or someone is, you know, I mean, I walked past as usual in San Francisco. I was there for like five days. I didn't really have any days off particularly, but... 
you know, in the evenings, occasionally after GDC, I walked to a bar or I, you know, walked to a, a cafe. Right. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I walked into a few dodgy areas by sort of semi-accident, but sort of right. just semi, you can't really avoid it just because it's all there in plain sight. So the, here's the highlights of the things that I saw in San Francisco. Cue the music. Number one, I saw a shit on the ground. So there's a lot of crazy people like just drugged up people. I assume they're they're a, a mixture of both. Um, weird people. Are they right? really are, eccentric? Like uh, like ultra American eccentric? You know, like what I mean when I say that. Uh, what I mean is, yeah, red eyed, crazy yeah. looking, yeah, dirty, stinky, crazy hair, yeah. yelling stuff at you usually. Yeah, in, in, or. Like just interesting shit. So I was walking down one place, and there was just um, on just like a, on a on like on a street. It was sunny, really sunny, and it'd been apparently been raining for a week. So it was just like the first day it was sunny, and it was hot. It was like twenty degrees. Um, and so the first thing I saw when I was walking down for breakfast was uh, this homeless guy, just fully naked, just like on the on the pavement, just just saluting the sun, like you know, just arms out like Jesus on the cross. Just, you know, Basking. fully sharing, enjoying the sun, like worshipping the sun. Right. Just on the just on the side of the road, you know, totally America, right? Yeah. So I was like, cool. Just walked around him, carried on. And then later on, me and Terps were walking down this road towards height. And so obviously everyone at San Francisco will be like, oh, yeah, I know where that is. That's like the Soho. That's like, that's like you know, you'll just see naked people on the street there. Don't worry about it. But it was this this um, this black man, and he had like three other guys with him. But they were all kind of they were all wearing shorts. They weren't fully nude. He was like just fully naked, right. just you know, dick swinging, nice. big dreadlocks, just like like big muscles, like a muscle, like a good looking guy, just walking down the street, like you know, like an everyday street. Like imagine you were like you know, just walking down the road outside your place, to get and the there was just a fully naked man. Bowling down the street towards you, like, like wow. So yeah, like that was interesting. And then obviously we did walk down um, through Height Ashbury, which is like this this hate. sort of trendy hate, hate, yeah. hate. Sorry, Height, hate. Don't know how to pronounce it. Nice. Uh, had a vegan burger, which was nice, Ugh, and of you did. bought some shoes. And I don't know, looked at all the bong shops and stuff, um, nice. and, and stuff, which was interesting. And there's a lot of interesting stuff there. It's all very hipster and interesting. Anyway, and it just in the middle of the street, there were like five white guys, all fully nude, okay, right. except they were wearing like the tiniest little pouches, like around their dick end walls. Like, like, well, but you've got to like, keep your stuff somewhere. It was so small. It was like imagine a penny pouch with like two, two. Pound coins in a flipping like in a tiny leather pouch. Why, that, that why was are you going to make fun of their genitals like of this? That? And well, because like they had these big guts, like big bellies, like hanging out over it. It was nice. It was like it was like very very much. Are you uh, sure they there. weren't German tourists? German tourists. Yeah, well, German tourists would have <laughs> uh, like uh, like knee high black socks with sandals on as well. But they were playing a bit made. of umpa. Right. Yeah, they had some. Um, had some little trombones. And we're stuff. not honestly. We're not used to it. America's bonkers. It's it more is, bonkers yeah. than our bonkers. Like yeah, you see yeah. weird stuff in the UK sometimes, but they they take it. They really do take it to the next level. Like you haven't seen crazy people until you've been to America and seen because everything else seems so normal. You know, is it because there's more drugs or like I guess there's lots of drugs in the UK. I though. think like, you see these I people think, like on spice all zombied out and stuff. Like, do they have that in America? Do they? No, have well, yeah. The... I'm, I'm, I mean, they've got you've got. Loads of people doing meth and and crack yeah. and whatever else. They're, well, they're, yeah, those are like the traditionals. But I'm talking like, what about like um, like over in the UK, like especially in prisons and stuff. Like spice is huge, isn't it? Yeah, there's. Like, a, I think I think they do quite a lot of spice in the, in the states. Um, is it like a prison drug over there too, or is it? No, I mean it's a street drug here. If you go to Manchester yeah. in Liverpool, apparently it's a big problem. Like that's. Uh, I mean, if, here's the thing: the, people think about this as some collapse of society. There have always been groups of people that will do whatever the current worst drug you can that will fuck you up. Yeah. Like methylated spirits. It was like the purple stuff that you used to clean paint off old brushes. People used to drink that in the fifties and sixties. You used to see them drinking it, like, and they would be. Yeah. It, this stuff and they'd is like sniff uh, like lead based paint and stuff. Right, and glue too. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, there's yeah. always been Huff something. It's what cheap. about the bottom of aerosols as well? Remember, it used to be. Yeah, a that's another thing. It yeah. used to huff them. 
half car exhaust. I mean, as well. around here, people do uh, people do noz. Like that's the big thing for the kids around here is is noz. People you, are licking on a prit stick. Whatever, whatever they can get, man. Sticking tipex up their nose. Nice, yeah. I remember, they're yeah, fucking... sniffing uh, sniffing whiteout used to be a, a like a, like a scare <laughs> story for us at school. You know, like fucking don't sniff the white out and everybody be like all scared. And we used to just like we used to like dab white out like behind each other's like ears and stuff like that to try to get each when other. When was in the last time you used Tipex or white in, out? Like in primary school. Well, probably high school, actually, I think. Like, you know, sometimes when you have to hand in assignments or whatever back before you could. Um, well, actually, when I was in high school, we, it, it wasn't like ultra rare for somebody to have a computer and like print out their homework or whatever but it was still very much like you wrote like with a pen or pencil and and you handed it in sort of thing i imagine everything now is just like typed up on a computer and printed out my, my daughter handed in her project on a usb stick and she's nine okay so yeah that's nuts. they're more accepting these my days. dad sent me a thing yesterday so he's they're selling their house and they have to submit like reams and reams of paper anyway i had to sign one of these things right and he'd sent me this thing to sign and he basically there was like it was like when you're selling your house you have to do an inventory and you have to say whether this is is coming with the property yeah. or staying with the owner or right. it doesn't exist, okay? And so one of them, for example, was like bedroom five, okay? <laughs> Populated so my sex dad, dungeon. <laughs> it's included. Because we only have like th- three bedrooms in the house. <laughs> comes with, comes so, with three bitches. <laughs> so, so, so there was like, so, do you know what I mean? So basically my dad had like, basically this whole thing, it was like three or four pages long. And my dad had clearly gone through and sort of just done it and ticked it all as he, as he seed fit. Right. But then my mum had had a look at it and gone, oh, you've done this all wrong. Um, you know, this this shouldn't be this, this shouldn't be this. So he went through and like tipexed out all the wrong answers right. and put put it all in again. And I mean, so, you first can of still all, like, buy this stuff. Like it, you know, people must still use it because like... Yeah, but I don't think so. I think he was using one from 10 years well, ago. Well, that's the, that's the other thing. You buy some and you pretty much have like a vial for life, right? Like it's, a, it's well, pretty much a one-time... Well, you think so, but the quality per- of it was so shitty that it was like, it was all kind of all flaky and fucked up. Like it was like, you know, it separated in the tube <laughs> and he hadn't ever shaken it. It, it, it had lost its panache over the years. <laughs> <laughs> lost its power and I could see all the ticks that he'd done wrong and but they were sort of covered in a flaky white kind of scratchable off thing and I was like fucking hell dad and then some of the boxes he ticked like all fucking three and then tipexed out the rolls. I was like <laughs> How could you get this? Yeah, but dude, so your dad is like fucking eighty, though, isn't he? Like, I know it's I understandable. Jeez, it's very adorable. What and the hell is sure he going to do? But... He's not going to fucking hand it in on a USB stick. That's for damn sure. Well, that's well. If you say that, he'd probably I'd probably be able to help him with it, and he'd probably manage it better than better than he's handling Tipex. But it is a it is certainly a thing from his generation, like that. He obviously he was obviously like. But if you make a mistake with the Biru, it's permanent. Not now with new Tipex. <laughs> you can delete any mistake and no one will ever oh, know. It looks so, apart do you from remember, the weird... remember in school where you'd like go over it, you'd go over it with Tipex or, or we used to, we, we, ours was called Whiteout. We'd call it Whiteout, but Tipex. Sorry, it's the brand name. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you remember like you'd, you'd fucking go over something to white it out or tipex it and then you'd have to write on top of it and it just looked like such garbage like the, you know, the like shit would flake off shit. around the ink and stuff and oh my god it was so bad yeah. it was never like and you never waited properly for it to dry and no. so it would, you always put it on too thick man fucking tipex what, what a shit thing it is it's and such it's, a shit no thing wonder, you know no you get like this anymore. tape stuff now you don't even need to use like liquid anymore it's like a, yeah, it's, it's, it's like kind of like a Pen and this weird fucking like film comes out of it, and it's, it's like strange. Perfectly covers like a line in a paper. Could you sort imagine of like fucking if we hadn't invented the internet and computers and stuff? How much better our like, lives would be? Oh. Trees would would be cut down. Man, I was saying know, this yesterday. Now. Imagine like we were the, like in living in some sort of steampunk world, right? Where no, everyone printed everything off. Oh I, my god! I think the internet's been awesome in a lot of ways, but I think it's just been fucking terrible in a lot of ways too. Like <laughs> I really. It's that's really a fine balance of like utter garbage and just pure brilliance, isn't it? But like, yeah, it doesn't sway like predominantly either way. It's just like I know, just th- stuck I know, I can't middle. live without it. Like, I, yeah, I know same, that if like, I have to spend I, a few days without it, I start to get sort of like I get I bored. get weirded out and super yeah. bored. Like, you know what I did the last couple of weeks? I, I read a book, like an old fashioned fucking paper book I, I my brother-in-law got it for me a couple of christmases ago and i hadn't got around to reading it i read it. it was really good i just feel like 
my kids read books. Like, I like that. I don't want them on devices all the time because you kind of realize there's no, there's no attachment to the earth. You know what I mean? I mean, I, you hold a thing. I like you hold a book. It's, it's paper. I like paper. It feels like a natural product. It's nice. You can, you know, you've got your bookmark. It feels like you're holding something. And when you finish, you close up the book and you kind of hold it. And it's a thing that you can hold. It's not just some disposable piece of internet trash that you have on a fucking device. I, I will never read a fucking Kindle. Give me a goddamn book. Yeah. I don't care how much progress there is. I want to hold a thing when I'm reading it. I don't want to just leaf, you know, scrolling through with my thing. Oh, yeah, I'm page 180. I don't know why. It just bothers me. Books should be books. Stop it with the progress already. Okay, one thing I've read this Slow week. Slow it down. Which will be a bit... Weird. Uh-oh. Is it more anime? Inappropriate no. airplane anime? <laughs> so I was, I was, um, it was, wasn't it? I was it? browsing, like, oh, he's trying to think of something go. else. I was browsing yeah. porn, uh, Reddit, and I found <laughs> this new fist. I'm just, just going to go out and say it. Don't. Right. I've read, I've been reading some Harry Potter fan fiction. Oh, <laughs> oh my Christ. God. All right. Well, <laughs> okay, thanks for so... listening to the podcast this week, everybody. <laughs> We're going to end this one early and uh, disassociate with Lewis Brindley all together uh, off the back of this one. So, um, so this will be the last one. We didn't quite make it to 100. Yeah, we sadly. didn't quite make it to 100. That's a damn shame. Yeah, but I mean, so, you got to draw the line somewhere. Sometimes you just got to take a stance in life. And when somebody says they've been reading Harry Potter fan fiction, that's, that's a it. it's a blessing it. in disguise. You, they've done you a favor. You don't have to yeah. find out later on after wasting a lot of time investing into a friendship that is just going nowhere sort of thing. Found it know, on a lie. Found it on a lie, yeah. So basically, I, 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 I didn't expect to carry on reading it. But um, right. I, I... But as he felt his erection growing <laughs> firmer... <laughs> Listen, so... Basically, there's this 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 fanfic called Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality. Right. Okay. I want to kill myself. It's like an alternate reality where everyone isn't an idiot. Basically, they kind of are more rational. So basically, Harry Potter is kind of this book nerd right. who goes to Hogwarts um, and hasn't kind of been hasn't really had these like abusive. I mean, this is a really perfect example of the internet being the best and the worst at the same time. Like this is <laughs> it is. This is absolutely is. a perfect thing to talk about following yep. on from those um, comments. But but like so basically like the idea is he's like a sort of miniature Ravenclaw Spock You've kind lost of character. Me. What's right? a Ravenclaw? Well he joins Ravenclaw instead what's, of what's um, that? Gryffindor. It's like the house, okay. the four houses. Right. So like Slytherin's the evil house. I know those guys, and I've heard of the Gryffindor guys, but I don't care about the rest of them. Ravenclaw are book nerds, and Hufflepuff are, in at least in, in J.K. Wait Rowling's universe, Wait a second. kind of Wait a second. chumps. What? Did you just say Hufflepuff? Yeah. Yeah, uh, isn't that a Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, that is. A, you're right. That is a Pokemon. Hufflepuff. No, Hufflepuff is the the yellow. Is there house, a Geodude um, house in uh, Harry Potter as well? Is there a or? ghastly house? Is there ghastly. a Weedle house? Or, Weedle. Uh, <laughs> I love Weedle. Yeah, me too. So, the worst. Oh right, no, no, no! I've got a question for you. You're telling me that one of the clans or whatever they're called in the Harry Potter universe is like houses, is house, like, houses, is like yeah. the nerdy ones. Did you not have houses when you were at school? The rest of them are and so cool, That's they? an American thing, having like the house Kappa and house... No, we had one. We house had one. Beta and whatever. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. We, we had... I mean, this was a thing they house brought egg. in. They brought them in. The house of egg. Um, <laughs> they, they brought them in to encourage competition in the schools, like within the school. I can't remember when they did it, but it was that there's, yeah. a, there's a point where there weren't and then there were. And basically you're, you're part of your house and you compete against the other houses. So it'll be like, they're basically red, green, blue, orange, yellow, and, and something else. And, and you know, it'll, it'll be named after some place. So House Chichester was one of them and thing, things in the South, you know. Or famous people or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So that's it. So you're in your Churchill house. Like, yeah, I mean, that's why the Harry Potter universe did it. But you're telling me, and I know that like, the, the Slytherin guys were like the bad, the dicks, right? They were like the dicks. But you're telling me that one of the houses was specifically called the Bookie Nerdish House, as if the rest yeah. of all the kids at Harry Potter weren't bookish nerds in the first place. Yeah, because I thought that they were all like nerdy magicians. I yeah, thought that was that's all the whole point. it was. No, not really. Yeah. Some of them were kind of more like just no. like he 
It's they're supposed to be. I mean, it's very stereotypical to break it down as simply as that. But I think J.K. Rowling doesn't do a great job of writing a book, making them that set, <laughs> that, that make giving them that much of an identity. Has right. she subsequently come out and said that everyone in house, whatever it was, was gay? Is that because that's a thing that she does a lot? That is a thing that she might have done. Yeah, when no one asked for just to appeal books. to be right on. So Harry Potter. I sorry, I didn't realize I was talking to two guys who'd never read the books or watched the movies. I mean, but, I've been outspoken about this in the past i've still never gotten around to and probably never will get around to reading harry potter or i'm never gonna read movies. it i watch the no. movies because my kids watch them and mrs f watches them so when they're on and it's my a Sunday son afternoon, is starting to become intrigued by the lego but knows nothing about it otherwise right that's uh, his gate that's that Just might be his, his gateway his, um, into this sordid world of fan fiction yeah yeah so 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 it wasn't it's basically it's written by this guy who it reads a lot like someone on r slash i am very smart do you know what i mean like yeah, someone yeah. someone who is way smarter the than, human version sorry, not, of not as smart the as they think they are sitting in his in his fucking nerd den with all of his uh star wars figurines still in the original packaging and sex dolls and wall scrolls all around him writing yeah who's like who's like half half understood and half read a smart book for smart people and then tells everyone that what he's learned from it as if it's like yeah yeah you know the 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 gospel of christ preaching from any preaching from like a throne of uh of 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 failure though right like anyway i'm a big fan of of harry potter i I read all the books back in the day (laughs) right and i know the story pretty well i've read it i think i've read the whole thing through like well at least the the first few books i read through like twice back in the day and i think they're great books but they do have like these kind of frustrating moments where it's, it's a thing in movies and tv in general where people act in a way that is very dumb in in order to keep the plot going um, or in order to leave even a story there, because because if people all behaved rationally, most problems would be wrapped up in five minutes flat. You know, they wouldn't go on for seven seasons. You know, but I think something that something that that certain certain smart shows. I, I guess like authors aren't always like super smart. You know, most most books are written by one person. You know, J.K. Rowling, um, who certainly most books are written necessarily... by J.K. Rowling. That's an incredible statistic. Well, no, but most <laughs> no, but, but well, I'm using her as an example. Most books are written by one person. They're not written by a group of people or, or like sometimes TV shows are written by a staff of writers or a crew. Oh, yeah, but most yeah. books I know you, I get are you. written by one guy. And as a result, they tend to be the better books that they write tend to be stuff that they know about. People always say, write what you know. Um, and if you, if people like, I, I read some hard sci-fi stuff like um, Neil Stevenson and stuff, and, and it feels like people who have a sciencey background can write that stuff well. Um, whereas J.K. Rowling didn't necessarily. She she came up with a lot of stuff, but but she there's, there's certain things that are just massively overlooked in her books, and people obviously just have this suspension of disbelief that they're like, oh, okay, that's that's maybe not a thing. But this guy who's writing this fanfic kind of addresses those things and ties them in to the to the narrative as if so it's kind of like it's, it's, a, it's a rewrite of harry potter almost it feels like in a sort of narrative universe and it's, it's as if harry was this kind of was just a bit smarter with people or in fact a lot smarter with people he's kind of like a, a very he's, he's he's portrayed as this incredibly smart 11 year old who can kind of rationally argue with people and make them not just do things that are stupid Oof. um and and do you know what it just? It's, oh, God, like, this sounds like I found uh, it very riveting. readable. I'm sorry to share this with you, <laughs> but like, like I, it's like it's like. Do you know what this is like? It's like a kid coming home to his parents and telling them about that this latest thing he's into. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, I, I like that too, son. You know, it's like. You, you guys are showing no in, interest. It's and hard don't worry, because I don't expect um, you to. first of all, if you fucking watch the Harry Potter movies, I don't know about the books, but I know the movies are based on the books. I watched them with my kids, and every time something happened that was clearly lifted from Lord of the Rings, I pointed out this was straight from Lord of the Rings. Like the whole thing is is straight lifted from Lord of the Rings. The dude even looks like Frodo in the movies, right? <laughs> Everything he's got is he's got glasses. The old wizard who's kind of helpful. Gandalf, Dumbledore, right? Then there's kind of like the 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 henchman-y guy who's kind of gruff and rrr, he's like Gimli, kind of. Then you've got the lad that was imprisoned, what's his name? The guy who's uh, not 
Gary Oldman's character. I can't remember Ser- anyway. Serious Black. Yeah, he's kind of like Aragorn and shit, you know. You, you don't then, actually know how that... So that's actually even addressed in this fanfic. Like, they, Harry talks to, to Dumbledore about how he doesn't want to be Frodo and Dumbledore's Gandalf. They have a big chat about it because... Because in this in this fanfic and universe, people are aware of popular culture, believe it or not. Like, there's right. none of that is normally addressed in Harry Potter. Well, yeah, do this, you know why? Because kind of she like doesn't want to let the cat out of the bag. She hoped nobody would notice. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, here's my other problem with this kind of corrective fan fiction: is this this guy's obviously a massive fan of 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 the Harry Potter stuff, right? Yeah, but obviously, clearly, these are, these books were written for kids. Sorry to break it to you guys; they were kids' books. And they're not going to cover all the bases that you, as an adult, reading back at them, you're going to be annoyed by some of that stuff. It's like watching an old first, TV show you enjoyed as a the kid. The first one was it definitely written for kids, up. but I think the second one was not written for little kids. And from then on, it was written for young adults. I think that you'll find Harry kids. Potter more often in the young adult section yeah, than which is another way of section. saying teenagers. Sorry, but you could also, but you should have a look through the young adult section. There's a lot of there's a lot of death and sex and adult themes in there. It's not all like fucking, you know, the big pink mouse walked out onto the road well, those today. Are kid, those are little kids' books. But what I'm yeah, saying is I that, think that it, it, when you write these books, like Twilight, I think, is like a, a teen book, right? It's a book for kids. Yeah. The, the, the audience is not expected, which is kind of condescending, I think, to run the same level of expect, expectation over the prose, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be written as flowery language, as long as the story's cool, like all the, what are those ones called with Katniss, Katniss Everdeen or whatever it is? The Hunger Games. Oh, Hunger, Hunger Games, Games, all that yeah. shit. So there were these the teen audience, when I was a teenager, I'm sure I would love those books. I read books that, looking back at them now, they, they're garbage. You don't put the same expectations of, hang on a minute, why would they do that? And that doesn't seem consistent. You just read the book, oh, you just devour it. You know what I mean? The way kids watch TV shows, they just devour them, it just washes over you. And this guy has now gone back, he's reread the books probably for the billionth time. He's like, how come Harry Potter lives in the modern age, but he never mentions anything that's happening. He never mentions bands. He never mentions movies. He never mentions Lord of the Rings. I'm going to correct that because that way it'll be more palatable to people who are now adults and reading the books. I think that's what it is. It's like, it's not correcting the books. It's correcting the, the reader and helping them out by saying all that stupid shit that bothered you when you read Lord of, uh, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Bingo, I'm going to fix it for you. Yeah, I don't think it's correcting necessarily as much as addressing. Um, but also, like, man, I just found it... I, I, I didn't expect to... Uh, I've only read, like, about 10 chapters, but I thought that, you know, I, I, I didn't expect to read past the first one, honestly, but I was just interested in what it was about. I because, thought it was going to be sexy stuff when you said fan fiction. Yeah, I think there is a lot of that stuff out there as well. I would normally just assume that fan fiction is sort of, like, you know, always... I think it always starts off meaning well and trying to like not conform to like the stereotypes of, of fan fiction, but then can't help itself and then devolve somehow into like a sexy time with your favorite characters. How disappointed were you, Lewis? Normally don't really <laughs> well, engage in that well, sort of look, activity. You know, it's it's someone posted on the Reddit the other day saying that they can't look at Mercy and Elsa in the same way on any anymore Who's when they're Mercy? watching from Overwatch, you know, because because of the TTT characters that Shin and Duncan have. Oh, of their wait, um, there's Elsa, there's Elsa porn. Oh yeah, my there's, god, there's everything porn if you look hard enough for it. I, I, I think my that friend what told you, me I, about it. I, I, I feel like <laughs> anything. Like I, I don't think Harry Potter is a kids' book. We've been through this a million times, but in the same way that I think it's pitched out there in the middle of the road, right? In the same way that. A lot of place things are pitched out there in the middle of the road so that young people can play them or or watch them. Like not have not everything has to be like a dramatic thing with rapes and murders left, right, and centre and horrible stuff being happening, people being tortured. You know, not everything has but to. But it's ha- not be about that, it's know. not about the topic necessarily. It's about how it's. But written. in the same way, you could say that World of Warcraft's a kids' game, right? And Marvel's a kids' game, and Star Wars, and all the superhero movies are kids' movies. And honestly, like, I think that some of them skew younger than others, but yeah, I yeah, think most sure. of them are just thrown down the middle of the road. And I think Harry Potter has more of a reputation uh, amongst people who haven't read it that it's for kids, but I think that it definitely flies down the middle of the road. Um, and it is. Like a, a, a universe that's, that so many people are very attached to and follow, and I think that the fan audience around it is still huge. Um, you know, I went to Harry Potter Wizarding World in in Universal last year, and it was, a, it was, it was, a, 
it was a really nice thing to 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 do as a fan, like just to 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 kind of see that. Like I think that when you've read, uh, when, like like in a sense, the same way as that Lord of the Rings. I don't think Harry Potter skews any younger than Lord of the Rings does, but I enjoyed going to Hobbiton when I went to New Zealand because I'd read the books, I was familiar with it. I'd played a bit of Lord of the Rings online. I you know I. I'd put enough time into the Lord of the Rings universe to 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 be attached to it and feel like it was an enjoyable part of my life. Um, and so, yeah, I think that you can you shouldn't dismiss things as that's for kids. In the same way that, like, I think that you shouldn't dismiss recommendations for 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 things that you might not like because you if you, that you haven't tried. You know, I I, th- I think you, I think the the movies obviously if you watch them and, they, and you hate them then that has given you a pretty good picture. I'm not I'm I'm, I'm telling you off. I now. think I'm, these I'm things are just so you fucking off. so in incredibly hyped by people as well that it puts me off. Like I don't know. My kids. If too many it. people tell you something's good, then you're like, I don't want to drink that Kool Aid. Yeah, I just I think you like, mean. if my kids really like it, how good can it be? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's probably all right. But like, at the same time, look at Resident Evil 2. Like, you gave it a good go. It wasn't for you. you, you that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the same thing with this thing. Like, I, I, I if I didn't, if, if I heard the first chapter and I got totally turned off, I would have been like, meh, I'll, I'll. That's true. I'll, you know I'll what? Quit. You gave it a bloody go. And, and good on you for reading Harry Potter fan fiction. I didn't think I'd ever say that, but but good on you. Yeah, thanks, I mean, man. Thanks for, for taking for the hit. For fucking putting that, putting yourself out there. <laughs> you should read. More, I can hear the sarcasm fan in fiction. your voice. You should read more oh, fan shit. fiction and do like a, you know, instead of playing a new game every day because you're going to run out of games. Like you're probably already scraping the barrel with some of these games. <laughs> um, you should do like a fan fiction report in, instead. You know, do something you really you really like. You know, read some fan fiction. And then honestly review it and see, you know, and give people a heads well, up. You know, thing, this right? is one worth checking out. The internet you know? allows the community to work together on something. So I get the feeling that this fanfic has been the guy who put it out originally. I don't think it was written very well in sort of British English or like, or, or in J.K. Rowling sort of style. So it wasn't really very readable. But I think the community embraced it and some guys helped edit it and tidy it up and other people added jokes and took jokes in. And it's kind of become this more of a community project to make something. Um, and, and those collaborative things are what, what we often live off of. Like, you know, we play, the main channel these days plays modded Minecraft, you know, um, sorry, modded um, Gary's Mod and modded Minecraft and community-made creations. Like, um, you know, some of the best content that I've ever played in gaming is stuff that's not made by the devs. You know, the GTA maps that we do are all made by custom, However, custom people. However, if I may, Go for it. there is a huge difference between modding a game which is something that even if I've modded the game, I can still play it and my experience will be different, and fucking crowdsourcing ideas for a book and writing it as a collective. The reason that you get one person to write a book, and that's the best way to do it, because you want their voice and you want them to really say something, and sometimes it's going to upset or it's not going to appeal to one group of people, but it's really going to appeal to another group of people. I don't want a fucking book by committee and honestly, I think that's the worst possible way to do it. And there's a reason that all the greatest art in the world is made by like a, a very small number of people working together or one person, not like fucking 30, 40 nerds on the internet rewriting Harry Potter. Get the fuck out of here. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you I think you are 100% right on that actually. But I think that at the same time like I think that some people have different levels of expertise. Some people know about this thing, or some people know about different areas of science. Some people don't know about different areas. Do you of, know like, what it reminds the me world. of? Having this collaboration reminds me of uh, the Zyborn clock. Do you remember the Zyborn clock? Oh my god! Uh, but, what yeah. is this? I, it's that sounds familiar. What is Johnny it again? Five Aces and stuff? So this was. It always comes back round. It always to comes around to the Zyborn awful. clock. So this is a super old. This was from something awful at like uh, the early Johnny 2000. Five Aces thing. Right. I, I remember. So yeah, I there was this idea: these guys on something awful were going to get together and make a game, and it was going to be a JRPG-style game about this thing <laughs> called the Zyborn Clock. And <laughs> after a while, you couldn't tell what was the original stuff that was going to be in the game because there was a, a big sub forum dedicated to it, and there were all these guys saying they were going to make it, and none of them could do any coding or anything because they're all just kids. And they all had these terrible ideas. The writing was awful, like so, so bad that the parodies of it became, you, you couldn't tell. They were so good that you couldn't tell if they were actually part of the original design or if they were like jokes about the original design. It was so unbelievably bad, you wouldn't believe it. So somebody made a mock-up of the Zyborn Clock as a game and the, all the, the drawings that people came up with, uh, oh, it's, it's hilarious. It, it kind of reminds me of the Zyborn Clock, that, that collective. In a sense, like... 
but that is itself entertaining stuff, right? Like a lot of people can, you could see why if someone comes up with like, so basically what he did was he, uh, uh, one of the chapters, he actually combined, compiled like a list of the best community sourced bits. And it was like a paragraph, like by like 20 different people. And like, it was just basically the same scenario of like Harry wearing the sorting hat and something different happening every time. And everyone had written their own little paragraph or two on that. And it was really interesting just to, to read through that as a kind of non-canon chapter in the middle of the fanfic that was like community suggestions of funny funny stuff, like curated though to like the best ones and all the ones that he liked the most or the ones that fit most in his canon. And like, do you know what I mean? Like it felt like it was a nice tavern and the Zybon clock was a cool idea like it was funny like you said it was hilarious like it was a positive thing to have i don't i mean obviously it never became anything it never made into anything but there were probably different reasons for that um i'm not saying that we sh we we sh I, I don't think we should shut down creativity wherever it it, it, it forms because i'm right. sure those people enjoyed that experience they learned a lot from that experience it was a positive thing it wasn't just mindless you know sniffing tipex and fucking I don't know, going just begging on the street like a crazy meth addict, <laughs> right, well, listen, standing naked, saluting the I got, sun. I got one more Fuck thing before balls. we wrap up. All right, before we fuck your balls. So uh, I took a bath the other day, and uh, the plug in my bath uh, it has like this twist thing. You twist it, and it and the and the thing comes up. It's like you know some plugs you just pull like the plug. Right, right, yeah. This one has like a mechanism that like pushes the plug up right, from right. underneath. Yeah, it's I've like seen those. Yeah, sure. So the mechanism yeah. ceased to function. So mm. for like two days uh, in my bathroom, there's this bath just filled with like my gross like fucking men residue. Uh, with this water that just couldn't drain away. We just couldn't get the plug uh, out. Right. And then slowly over the course of two days, it turns out that like maybe the plug is not as airtight as we thought it was because the bath slowly drained out, leaving like this gross fucking film and like all these like pubes and stuff like all over. But we couldn't rinse it out because the plug was still stuck, right? <laughs> so this morning, finally, I get the plug out and I'm like, what the, what the hell? Like I'm trying this thing, twisting it, twisting it, twisting it. And I noticed that like once I finally get the plug out, I had to use a screwdriver to like pry it out. But I couldn't do it when the when the tub was full of water. Like it would have been gross. I didn't want to ruin my screwdriver. So waited for it to empty out, pried it open. So I'm twisting this thing and I noticed the mechanism is still working. And inside like the plug hole, it's just filled with like this gunge. And I think it was like creating like a vacuum seal, the gunge against the, uh. the plug. So I wiped all that shit out. And then I noticed that the actual plug itself had a screw in the bottom of it so that you could like adjust the height of the plug, right? right? So I made it higher so that the little mechanism is just a little like lever underneath that pushes the plug up. I made it a bit longer so that it would connect better sort of thing. And then I did like a test run. I filled the tub up. So, I, you know, I was happy with like the length, put it in, filled the tub up a little bit. Fucking work. It's working better than ever now, boys. Perfect. Yeah. Good shit. So I was going to, I was, my, my immediate thought was, oh, it's just a bit blocked up with hair. But then I realized who no, I was talking to. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I'm, I'm missing quite a bit of hair on my head, but it turns out that I'm like a fucking ape um, on my body. <laughs> I've got a lot of hair. So, like, when I take a bath, it's all just migrated it down. It just fucking downstairs. is everywhere. It's nuts. It's like, a, you know, it's like when you give a dog a bath or whatever, there's just like, you know, fur everywhere sort of thing. That's what it's like. They don't know how good they have it, those mutts. They, they don't. The, they really the don't. You know, it's true. You never see a dog go bald on the top of its head. No, it's. What's up with that? Yeah, they never go um, bald on the top of their heads. I don't know what is up with that. But yeah, so um, so that was my bit of I'd DIY like to see for male pattern baldness on, on, a, on a cute cute little pattern. 2019's DIY complete. Hopefully, Good shit. Uh, Good shit. DIY in 2020 will be um, a little less involved. God, you know, I love to hear a little bit of DIY. I love to hear yeah. about a little bit of DIY. Yeah. Fucking thank you for that, Sips. No There's problem. A Good great, sign off. Great little thing to end the. Yeah. That was the most interesting part of the podcast. Just wanted to end it lighthearted, you know, after all that real talk <laughs> about Harry high. Potter. Yeah, just thought it was like Sorry a little bit too heavy. Sorry about that. Like, hey, I don't know. Listen, it was, it was you talk about what you want to, to talk about. If it's not interesting to me and Sips, that doesn't mean it's not going to be interesting to the people out there. The folks at home, uh, they're hanging on your every word about this Harry Potter yeah, stuff. Maybe they are, yeah. But Check it out. Unfortunate for them, if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> Might like it. Cool. All right. All right. See you next time. Good everyone. podcast, boys. See you later. Thanks, bye. everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.